flu season. It's almost here again, and it's time to get your flu shot. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about how to survive flu season this year on Access Health Radio. And we'd like to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower even than the big box pharmacies. Check them out at Marley, M-A-R-L-E-Y, drug.com. And as always, Dr. Forrest, people often have questions about uh, our topic that we have discussed on a given program, and they may want more information about your private practice in Apex. Uh, Where can they find that information? Well, if they'd like more information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to ACC Health. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com, or they can call 919-363-0190. If after the show, uh, listeners want to rehear or maybe they missed part of the broadcast, they can go listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com, and we'll also provide links to that on our landing page at AccessHealthRadio.com. And if listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and possibly have their question answered on the show, uh, potentially one of our mailbag shows, they can go to our website at AccessHealthRadio.com, or they can send us an email directly to AccessHealthRadio at gmail.com, and just include your contact information if you do send us a question. So, Dr. Forrest, I remember it well. Last year was a really bad flu season. We had a lot of deaths uh, across the country, a lot of them right here in North Carolina, as a matter of fact. So uh, today, how can you, can you give us some information on how to avoid getting really sick from the flu this year? Well, you know, last year was a particularly deadly flu season, and our state actually had 276 confirmed deaths from flu by March of last year, which was the highest in North Carolina in over 10 years. And I'd like to take uh, some time today to provide some information for you about how you and your family can avoid being one of uh, the flu's latest victims. Um, you know, the flu is a shortened name for the influenza virus. It is uh, different than what people will commonly refer to as like a stomach flu. Stomach flu is what people typically call viruses that give you vomiting and diarrhea, uh, what some people call gastroenteritis. But the flu that we're talking about and the flu season that's coming up and the shots that I'm going to talk about during the show is generally a respiratory virus that affects your lungs and upper airways. How can we tell the difference, let's say, if we've got the flu versus a cold? A lot of people get those confused, myself included, or maybe some other kind of virus that's not the flu. Well, you know, many people will think that the flu is just sort of a severe version of the common cold uh, with a runny nose. However, colds often start slowly. Uh, the flu comes on rather fast. Uh, many people who have adenovirus uh, also think they have the flu, and it has more coughing and typically starts with a sore throat, and it also usually lasts longer than a regular cold. So some signs and symptoms that you might have the real flu uh, include the following, but I would say the, the first is probably the most significant, which is a fever that's going to be over 104 Um, that usually is for several days in a row. So it's not like you get a fever for an hour or two, it goes away, and then you don't have a fever anymore. This is a fever that can last for several days. It's usually a significant fever. Uh, It'll usually cause your muscles to ache, especially in your back and your arms and legs, uh, often associated with chills, 
Uh, patients can get headache, which that can be common to the regular cold as well. Um, but the cough with uh, flu is typically a dry cough. So it's not a cough where, you know, you're bringing stuff up and you feel like, you know, uh, you're having a lot of congestion in your nose and that kind of thing. It's just a dry cough. It can also give you a lot of fatigue and weakness, uh, whereas cold symptoms a lot of times just mainly stay in your nose. Um, the nasal congestion that comes with the flu is actually not usually as severe as a cold, um, and it can also give you a sore throat. And, you know, one of the things is that most medical practices actually have a rapid test where they can do a nasal swab and they can help diagnose the, the real flu. But even that test can miss flu. So some of these key symptoms are, are one of the ways you can differentiate it. Well, as you can tell, we're talking flu today as the flu season's just around the corner. And right now it's time for our Access Health Tip of the Week. Yeah, you may know that when people sneeze and cough, that's a bad thing. But did you know the flu virus can actually travel six feet with a cough and is contagious through the air? So if you are coughing with the flu, make sure you cough into your elbow to avoid spreading the germs. And if someone is coughing near you, try to stay at least six feet away. The flu is more easily transmitted and stays contagious outside the body uh, the longest in cold, dry air, which is you know obviously worse during the winter months. Yes, please remember to cough into your elbow, <laughs> not your hand. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. That's good information, Dr. Forrest. After the break, more great information about the flu season and how to survive it this year. This is Access Health Radio. This is Access Health Radio with Dr. Brian Forrest, and I'm Mike Davis. Surviving the flu season, it's uh, it's here upon us again, and we've got some great information for you today. So, Dr. Forrest, tell us about ways, you know, we want to survive it, but we'd rather just not get it all together. How can we prevent getting the flu? I agree with that. I think prevention is always better than uh, treatment. So, you know, despite what you hear about the flu shot, um, it is still the best way to prevent getting the flu and from dying from the flu. You know, last year's vaccine was not a particularly good one. And what we see is variation from year to year in terms of how effective the flu vaccine is, because it's always based on a prediction of, you know, the type of flu that's going to be going around that year. Um, but even in a year where it's not as effective, it can still save lives. Um, it does take around two weeks to become fully protected. Uh, so you do want to get it early in the season, and it's sort of that time of year. So a lot of uh, clinics and offices and physicians' offices uh, are just getting their flu shots in and will be starting to give them uh, in the month of September. Um, and it's recommended for anybody over six months of age. So uh, second thing you want to do is avoid the crowds during the peak season. You know, wash your hands. Uh, we can never say wash your hands too much. And want to make sure you don't touch your face between the times you wash your hands. And if you do have the flu, uh, as Mike said again, make sure to be considerate of others. Uh, you really don't want to just be coughing and spreading that. You can think about spreading those germs in a six-foot radius all the way around you if you're not really sort of coughing into your elbow. And remember that surfaces can also harbor their flu, especially if it's really cold, it's really dry, like those January, February months. Uh, so when it's really cold and dry like that, you might want to disinfect surfaces that others have touched uh, just as a precaution. I know I've got some friends that are big believers in disinfecting surfaces and uh, do that quite a bit. And it seems to work. So, okay, I've taken all the precautions. I've gotten my flu shot perhaps, but then I start to get flu symptoms. 
anyway. Okay, so what should I do then? There is a treatment for flu, but it has to be started very early in the course of the infection to be effective. It's called Tamiflu. Uh, it all requires a prescription, and you must be diagnosed within just a couple of days of getting the flu for it to work at all. If you are particularly susceptible, uh, you know, maybe you're really young or really old or you have a weakened immune system and you think you're getting the flu, you need to try to immediately get treated with Tamiflu. Uh, if you do not get Tamiflu, then everything else that we treat is symptomatic and supportive care. So, you know, you try to keep your fever controlled with medications like acetaminophen or ibuprofen, and you want to really make sure you stay well hydrated. That can uh, help a lot. Um, when you have a fever, one of the things that happens is you loot, your body loses water a lot faster. And so anytime you're sick, even though you don't really feel like drinking fluids, uh, it's the time when you really need to push them more than any other. Um, so the other thing is don't over-medicate, especially with things that are over-the-counter like antihistamines and you know over-the-counter cold remedies. Uh, those can be only slightly effective, and they can have some side effects that also interact with other medications, particularly prescriptions. Rather than a combination symptom medication, try to pick something that's treating exactly what's bothering you the most. For example, if all your, all the symptom you're having that's bothering you the most is coughing, then something with dextromethorphan might be the best over-the-counter relief you can get. If you're congested and nasal congestion is your main problem, then using a spray that goes directly to the source like Afrin, uh, also known as oxymetazolazine, is very effective. But you, if you're going to use anything like that, you must make sure you use it as directed and not longer than three days. Um, also, over-the-counter pseudoephedrine, not quite as effective as the nasal sprays for nasal decongestant, uh, but, it, but it can work for that. And however, some of these meds can have side effects and interactions with prescriptions. So if you're in doubt about whether you should take something, uh, you definitely need to call your physician. Um, you know, without Tamiflu, the flu is usually going to resolve in about a week, but it can lead to secondary problems or infections like pneumonia. And in fact, a lot of the deaths that we see from, from the flu is actually caused from pneumonia that people get as a secondary infection. So if after you have the flu and your symptoms seem to go away and you start to get sick again immediately after that with shortness of breath, you really need to see a doctor right away as you could have an early pneumonia. This is Access Health Radio with Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. We're talking flu today and how to survive it this year. Why was uh, last year so bad? I mean, it was over 240 deaths right here in North Carolina. Why so many deaths last year? Well, you know, each year the flu is going to be a different strain. Uh, it's sort of like one of those three-digit combination locks, except in this case there are more than two. Uh, there's really two main numbers in the combination. So the first number is after an H, and the second one is after an N. So last year, for example, was H3N2. Uh, some years it's the H1N1 flu, and that's how we designate it. And some of those strains, uh, H1N1 actually is one of the more deadly strains in some cases. Uh, and some of these are just more aggressive and deadly than others. And when you know they're making the flu vaccine, researchers have to guess what the combination is going to be that year uh, based on what they see on the other half of the world because normally the flu originates on the other side of the world and starts to make its way around here during flu season. And, you know, what can happen is the strain can change mid-season uh, and mutate 
uh, just like somebody slightly changing the combination on one of those locks, and then the vaccine is less effective. Uh, there is work being done on vaccines that will work on multiple strains. So hopefully in the future, we're going to be able to get a flu shot that will work on, you know, H1N1, H2, H3N2, and all those different varieties, uh, and will more accurately cover it. And, you know, some of the strains, like many people uh, alive now may not remember, uh, but there was a strain called the 1918 H1N1, and it wiped out entire populations of people around the world uh, in that year. So that was one of the most deadly strains we've ever had. So obviously the flu is sort of the poster child for viruses. It's the one that's most famous or infamous, as the case may be. But it's certainly not the, other, the only one. So why is the flu deadly versus other viruses like colds? Well, you know, colds stay limited really to your sinuses, to your nose, to your head. You know, even the viruses that cause colds uh, basically in their name have the word head because they really are the neck and above. And some strains of flu can really cause a severe reaction in the lungs. And that inflammation in the lungs can lead to fluid accumulation where oxygen is supposed to get into your blood. And in effect... Uh, that can cause you to drown even though you're not underwater because your lungs get where they can no longer get oxygen into your blood. We actually call that respiratory failure. And this intense reaction in the lungs is what often leads to death, even in people that were otherwise uh, young and healthy. So, you know, the other thing that can happen is that uh, the flu takes such a toll on your body, it really weakens your defenses and your immune system, and it makes you more susceptible to get anything else, you know, right after, you know, you're hit with something like that. And it might be harder for people to fight that off. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Straight ahead, we're going to summarize our key points about the flu from today and stick around for our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. You're listening to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Flu season just around the corner. That's our topic for today. So, Dr. Forrest, how do listeners know when it's okay to make an appointment with a physician versus going to the emergency room when it's really bad? This is one of the hardest things for people to decide. Uh, you may have heard stories about people who got the flu, went to see the doctor, and then still died soon after that. Um, you know, whenever you feel like your breathing is compromised, um, that is, you feel like you are short of breath or you can't get enough air when you're just sitting still, it is probably at that point urgent enough to go to the emergency room. Uh, if you get the flu and you're in the first two days and you have a dry cough, body aches, and a fever, but your breathing is okay, uh, you know, you should see a physician ASAP so you can get the Tamiflu. If it is later than the first two days and you do have trouble with your breathing at all, then getting immediate care at an ER might be the smartest move, especially if you are high risk, meaning a young child or over 65, or if you're somehow immunocompromised. And we'd like to take this opportunity to thank the folks that support Access Health Radio. One thing people can do to keep their medical costs down is getting the best possible price they can on their prescription medications. I actually get some of my own prescription medication from Marley Drug in Winston-Salem because it makes my own out-of-pocket costs lower than if I actually use my insurance for some of those generic medications. So thanks to Marley Drug for supporting our show. They securely mail generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that can be much lower than if you even use your insurance to get that medication at a big box or corner retail pharmacy. Check them out at Marley Drug, M-A-R-L-E-Y Drug.com. 
With Dr. Brian Forrest, I'm Mike Davis. This is Access Health Radio, and it's time now for our Access Health Trivia of the Week, Doc. The flu of 1918 infected 500 million people and killed 100 million people. Um, at that time, this was nearly 6% of the entire population, and in some countries, it killed as many as 21% of that country's total population. Thank goodness these type pandemics like the 1918 Spanish flu are rare, but just remember, they could happen in any year. Wow. So, Dr. Forrest, the flu, what are some things you really want us to take away from today's show? No matter what you have heard or what you think about the flu shot, uh, there's just no doubt they save lives, and you should get one every year, uh, preferably by November 1st at the latest. Uh, you know, we're in the season where it's prime time for getting uh, your flu shot. Uh, you know, our office ran out uh, last year in late October. I'm sure this year we'll probably run out uh, by then as well. Uh, the current flu vaccine uh, cannot cause the flu, and it has no live virus in it. So that's important to know, the injectable type. Uh, second, if you do not have a fever over 100.4 or body aches, you probably do not have the real flu. You might have adenovirus or a regular cold, but if you don't have a real fever and body aches, you're much less likely to have the actual flu. And flu is very, very contagious. Even just talking to someone with the flu within 10 days of them getting it can cause you to catch it. If you are you know, sick, be really careful to try not infect other people. And if you are, try to avoid people that have any symptoms, at least stay six feet away if you can, and wash your hands every time before you touch your face. And if you do get the flu, see a physician within the first 48 hours, and you can be treated with Tamiflu, which can shorten the course and severity significantly. And if it's been over three days since your flu symptoms started, the flu will most likely go away on its own with fluids, rest, and over-the-counter meds. But if you do get short of breath or if you cannot eat or drink, then you need to see a physician immediately, even if that means you need to go to the emergency room. Just about everybody's been affected by the flu at some point or another. If you have more questions, you can always email Dr. Forrest at accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Make sure you send your contact information. If you missed part of the show today, you can listen to our on-demand podcast at wptf.com. We also have links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. And if you want more information about Dr. Forrest's medical practice in Apex, go to acchealth.com or call 919-363-0190. And Dr. Forrest, that's all the time that we have for today. It sure is. So just a reminder for everybody that's listening to go out and get your flu shots in this season. We really need you to do that and keep us all healthy. And that concludes our show for this week. Our scripture comes from 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 19. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Thanks for listening to Access Health Radio, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health. And join us next week at 4 on Access Health Radio as Dr. Forrest shares more information to help you become a healthier, well-informed patient.